uh, here we are uh, talking to uh, Seth White today. I've kind of called these uh, conversations with Rev Randall. Uh, my secret desire, of course, is uh, to have a podcast called Every Square Foot uh, to go beside Robert's Every Square Inch, but uh, that's not really what this is about. This is uh, conversations uh, just with people inside the church as we build community uh, inside TCPC. So today we have the one and only Seth White. Seth, thank you for being here. Glad to be here. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, there are a lot of reasons why I wanted you to be here and to be part of this. And, of course, one of those is you've been at TCPC for a long time. Uh, when did y'all get here? You came with your mom, I think. So tell us that story. I did. So I was in sixth grade when she first became the principal. So that at was Trinity Christian Academy. Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. So you are a Trinity alum. Preschool all the way through 12th grade. You did it all. Did it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But been at TCPC now for, I think, about 23 years. Came to Christ early on, later on. When, when would you say the Lord converted your heart? Yeah, I vividly remember. I was probably six at the time, and my mother would pray and read scripture with me every night, and she was really our spiritual leader yeah. in our house. And that was before my parents got divorced shortly after. But I remember upstairs in our room, and she was just talking to me about the Lord, and she's like, you know, how do you feel? And I was like, you know, I just, I love Jesus, you know? And, and she kind of recognized that in me, I guess, with my heart, and as sinful as it is, but we <laughs> prayed together and came to know the Lord and got baptized, you know, about a year later. We were going to Southland at the time. Okay. Yeah. I wondered where you all were. So Vicki, uh, that is Mrs. White, uh, has been a longtime lower school principal. So she was faculty at Trinity. Right. You were a student. And then she moved into being uh, the principal. That's right. And you were in sixth grade, so you all started coming here then. Yeah. Uh, what's your first memory of TCPC? <sighs> Probably youth group. I remember meeting in the old youth room, um, kind of in the back of the building there, and having Brad Waller and Vion Stain and Hannah Hubbard and Karen Kahn at the time, uh, Karen Sisk now, and just meeting a lot of great people. So That, that was back in the day. That was way back in the day. So that's before there was a gym, yes. before there was the sanctuary. So the sanctuary was what we now have as the fellowship hall. Right. And the youth room was all the way back down that hallway. Yeah, which was basically like two classrooms put together with the wall. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And we are getting old. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like 23, 22 years ago, your involvement there. Youth group was huge for you. It was. I loved youth group. I loved our mission trips. I loved our beach trips. Um, it really kind of helped me fall in love with ministry in general. And going on to college, I mean, RUF was huge for well, me. But you laid that foundation. You're like the first student uh, when Brad Rogers started RUF. So I want to hear more about that story in a minute. Yeah. Petrus Rickus was the senior pastor when you when you got here. Is that right? Yes, he was. Uh, memories that you have of, of Petrus? I, I remember one time sitting through a sermon. And he literally did it on one word. And I don't remember what the word was. <laughs> but Petros, you know, I mean, it was probably 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Just straight sermon, bringing it from the Greek. I mean, but I just remember it always being on the edge of my seat. And even as a young child, you know, I mean, 11, 12, 13, yeah. 14. I mean, it's difficult to focus in church at those ages. But he just had a way of simplifying the gospel and then backing it up with so much um, it just, I always, I always got so much from him. I remember one time I'd gotten in trouble at school. I got in trouble for, I mean, 
smoking pot off. I was going to say, campus. I know what you yeah, got in yeah. trouble for. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a matter if you're going to tell us the truth yeah, or yeah. not. No, 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 no. We'll tell the truth. Hey, I, didn't, I know what, <laughs> didn't know what kind of podcast this was, to make sure. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I never did it score or anything, but I remember Brad Waller coming to me one day after basketball practice. was like, hey, man, are you smoking pot? And I remember at that moment that I was like, I could lie, and I can get away with this very easily. But I was like, yeah, I, I am. And so I got suspended, and I went to go see Petros, and he took me to Romans 8. And mm. ever since then, that's always been a passage that has truly brought me comfort um, mm. in so many different times in my life, especially more difficult times. And just that understanding that it doesn't matter what happens in life. The Lord is always faithful. He will always be with us, mm. and he will always bring us through. And mm. I'll always be thankful for Petros um, with that Romans 8 passage because it's, well, it's brought me a lot of comfort over the years. Um, what year did you graduate high school? I graduated high school in 04. 04, so we went to UK after that. that so, so RUF at UK must have begun then the fall of 04. Uh, Petros died? Petros died that fall, which was probably... Your freshman year of college. I think it was September. Yeah, because yeah, I had lost right. my grandmother, or my grandfather, okay. and then I lost my grandma a few months after that. But it was... As a kid in the youth group, covenant kid, covenant child, all those kind of things uh, of just all that, all that the church went through, how was that for Seth White? You know, it was actually one of uh, the greater times in my life as far as the way that the Lord allowed me to be used by Him because I just fell in love with Jan Rukas. And, mm. you know, I would take her out to eat, um, at least once, twice a month. We talk on the phone a lot. I mean, I just... In the weeks and months after. After, right, yeah. And we're still, we still talk, you know, wow. every three months or so. I call her on her birthday every year. I call her the day Petros dies every mm. year. Um, I call her on Petros's birthday every year. Um, but I just, awesome. I, it was just a beautiful thing to be able to truly love her. You know, I mean, you always see yeah. widows and orphans, man. I mean, that's who the Lord right, tells us right, to take right, care of. Right. And um, really got to know her well. But yeah. The most amazing thing about that entire time was Jan Rukas's faith. Mm. Never once did she question the Lord, and she was in deep pain, as anybody would, losing a spouse, especially losing them that way. Physical, emotional, spiritual, the whole nine yards. Right? Every way, yeah. yeah. But uh, she was just such a rock, and even mm. still, I mean, MS and debilitated and right. physically and everything she goes through. The so Lord her has, faith was significant for your faith. It was. It was. Wow. She is one of the strongest most godly people I've ever met. Hmm. All right, so how are you now, Seth? 35. You're 35. Yep. Just a child. Uh, as, a, as a husband, as a father, I mean, your oldest, Bradford, is how old? He's eight. He's eight. All right, so not quite how old you were when you came to TCPC, but still, um, you're in the throes of adulthood. Yes. How, how do you look back on uh, those days TCPC with Petros's death and even what's become of Brad and as an adult now how do you look back just on on life and the Lord and that sort of thing sure you know I mean that's one of the things that the Lord never promises us, us anything in this life yeah. other than what is to come sure. you know and it's you go through times like that and that's really the only hope that you cling to you know I mean I had other people in youth group and things like that that going through all that they have turned from the Lord yeah. You know, because it's yeah. very easy because we associate sure. our ministers right. as the one representing who the Lord is. And yeah. when they fail us in those ways, it's hard not to question everything. All right. Did you ever consider saying, I don't buy it. I'm leaving. The faith. 
I didn't. You no. never did? No. Okay. Uh, and I remembered vividly, it was probably a week, week and a half after Petros had died. And I was talking to Nate Jones and I was like, Nate, I want to go to the spot. And I said, I don't even know why. Mm. And Nate kind of told me where it was. And I remember driving down to the gorge. I was by myself. Um, it was late afternoon. I hiked back to where it was. And uh, I just kind of got down on my knees and prayed. Mm. And it was a way to kind of give me that closure. Mm-hmm. But I, to this day, I have never felt evil like I did in that spot. It was, it was so much that I was terrified to turn around because I truly felt like Satan was standing behind me. Wow. It gives me chill bumps thinking about it. But while I was there, I just remember praying. I remember thinking about Romans 8, and I just remember, like, mm. what Petros' actions were was not who Petros was. Yeah. You know, his mind right. was changed. He was deformed by sin as we all are, right. you know? And so Petros, the, the gifts that he gave me, the things that, I've, that the Lord taught me through his life, that never changed. I never questioned any of that mm. um, because he was still a man that gave his life to the gospel that the Lord used in mighty ways. It was just a shame that sure. that's how he's remembered and that's the right. end. And it takes those times a lot where you just get knocked down on your knees that you you just look around and wonder why. Right. And that why always at least should bring you right. back to the Lord. And for me, it did. Well, I would say for us as ministers of the church now, uh, you always care about the next generation, always. Well, you are part of a, a time and a season in our church's history, as long as the Lord will allow us to continue to be a church that just went through a really unique time. Uh, yeah. And it, gosh, we may have more unique times in the future, who knows what, but you went through a really particular and peculiar one. So guess back to your transition into college. Um, Brad Rogers and some of our Plenty of people in our church now, I'm sure, don't remember Brad Rogers, but he uh, uh, he was a student in Campus Crusade for Christ back in the day when Nate Jones was a leader there, uh, went to a seminary at Covenant Seminary, and then came to UK and started RUF. So he was the first campus minister, then Jonathan Davis, now Sam Taft. But you're like the first student. Uh, what was the vision there? Why, why did you choose to go that route? Yeah, I remember I went to um, Crusade, I went to RUF, I went to a few other campus ministries that first semester, freshman year, just kind of figuring out where you fit in, things like that. In RUF, I think we had like seven. <laughs> I mean, you look around, you're like, is this a small group or what are we doing here, you know? We had this nobody group. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. But obviously being PCA, things like that, and, and just being around Brad. I mean, Brad was such a gift to me in yeah. those years. Because, you know, college, we're all just trying to figure it out. But Brad really just showed me, okay, you need to be a godly man. You need to be a godly husband. But ultimately, what I love about Brad is he always plugged us into the church. You know, because he said, mm. RUF is here for college. That's it. you got to be involved in ministry. you got to be involved in the church for years to come. And that's one of the things that he really um, nailed yeah. home for me. You know, it's just that desire, like, okay. But I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I emceed all four years. and uh, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah. the whole time. That was your niche. Yes. And made some very questionable jokes. Sam Taff actually told me about a joke that I had mentioned my freshman year. But the um, first night of RUF. The, uh, in front of seven people? In front of all seven. All right. and I, I think know what cringe. that joke is just because it was so bad. It gets told <laughs> to generation after generation after generation. We aren't going to repeat it here on uh, Conversations with Reverend Randall. Should. No, uh, no. But it is. Is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, did you meet Brittany at RUF? 
I did not know. Where did you did y'all meet at UK? We met on the Frisbee field, Ultimate Frisbee field. At UK. Yes. So that was my other passion in college, RUF and Ultimate Frisbee. But I remember one night I see this girl running around in jeans and she was convinced that I liked her. I was very kind to everybody. And you know, actually through Ultimate Frisbee in college, we actually had a couple kids coming to the Lord. I mean, it was a beautiful thing. It truly was. Um, but I remember seeing her run around in jeans and you know, and she was actually <laughs> rooming with Chelsea Stain now. Uh, at the time, okay, of I did not know that connection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she was coming to college class that her freshman year. And that was a Sunday school class at TCPC back in the day. That's the, right. The yep. college class. It was college a happening class. thing. It was happening. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So we met there and we're friends and got married after my junior year and. And now you have three kids. Three kids. Been married 14 years. But there's this famous thing, the Fink Farm, and Trinity kids always go there on uh, field trips. The Fink Farm, it's out by Greenbrier, right? So right. that's where Brittany grew up. Right. They have zebras. Like, or they had a zebra. Camel, buffalo. Yeah. All right, what's up with the Fink Farm? Because like, it is the coolest place around. I got to be a chaperone once. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This place is in Lexington. I know. It's wild. So my father-in-law, I think he got his first exotic animal, which was a zebra, probably 15, 20 years ago. And... Um, I don't know what really drew him to that, but he has quite a collection now. I mean, he has a cow that literally has a fifth leg just hanging off his back. <laughs> you know, five-legged cow. I mean, all the kids are just horrified and love it. You know, every time they see that thing. I'm gonna have a nightmare about that today. Uh, I mean, but he would buy, I mean, even just the crazy, I mean, cows with no ears, you know, born that way. I mean. So just crazy stuff. Just, if, if it's a freak animal or an exotic animal, bring it to the farm. Michael, Michael had and a place for it. Your kids think it's the greatest place ever? They've loved it, they've <laughs> okay. loved it. I mean, where else? I mean, he had ostriches and water buffaloes, and I mean, just <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a question for current time. Okay. As a kid who grew up at the church and now as a father who's raising kids at the church, how's TCPC different now? And I have not given you time to prep any of these questions, so I'm curious. Just how's the church different? Sure. Well, you know, in speaking from my own personal experience years ago, I mean, I was the kid, along with a couple other buddies, that we tried to miss Sunday school every Sunday, walk down to Kroger, buy us donuts. I mean, Heartland Kroger? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we just kept wanting to do that. But, you know, I mean, it was all of the Sunday school teachers, the, the people that minister to our children. I mean, as far as how it was for me growing up and even at older ages to where it is now, it, it's a beautiful thing, the body of Christ, and the way that people will invest in your children, you know, and love them right. well. And that's one of the best things that we do when these children are baptized and we all as members say, we will be a part of raising right. this child. And so I think that throughout the years, you know, as we've grown in size and everything else, uh, I really think that we've continued to do a great job here of ministering to our children, having great Sunday school classes. I mean, VBS, which I know we so, didn't do this year. But, but all that. All of that, Family yes. fun night. Family fun it. night yeah. is one of the best things we uh, do. I awesome. shot water balloons last night at your children. Yes. And they shot them at me. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we Covenant theology that. continues. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> but, you know, you got to have fun with these kids, man, you know. Um, but I really think from a children's ministry perspective, TCPCs continue to get better over the years. Mm. Yeah. And that's a gift. Yeah, with the family fun night deal... What I've said as I'm out there, and even what I'm thinking about, 
Um, last night it was uh, this great big slingshot with water balloons, or then it just turned into kickballs or anything they could find to stick in that slingshot. But it, it, there's something about if children associate their time at church as being a place filled with laughter, being a place filled with generations of other parents, moms, dads, uh, older folks in the church who are just there serving, which there were plenty of last night, uh, whether they realize it or not, I think that is the Holy Spirit, one of the ways in which he forms our heart to want to be part of a follower of Christ. So kids running around the soccer field as they have, after they've already heard about knowing the ark and laughing and that kind of stuff. I think that's a powerful thing. Okay. It's powerful. And it's right. the body of Christ. That's we the body are all different right. and we are all the same. Yeah, you know, uh, just so you appreciate this, but last night it was Gary Kendrick who's been around the church a long time. He and I carried the water balloons out there. He had grandchildren who was playing last night. So just the generations of folks involved is, yeah. doesn't get better than that. That's the gospel. Uh, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, anyways, uh, you miss about the old days compared to now, or is it not so much? And I, I have the freedom to delete anything that you may say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to compare. I mean, I've never been one to live with any regret. I mean, it's just life is what it is. Let's keep rolling. Let's make the most of it. Um, I did have a lot of fun um, in the old days, but I really like to see how our church has grown mm-hmm. um, over the years, how we've continued to expand. And, um, and you know, just, I mean, being able to plant churches and do these things to continue to further, um, yeah. not just inside these church walls, but, but, but what we do for the community and beyond. That's one of the most exciting things for me um, to see our growth over the years. Tell everybody what you're doing now. How's life for the, the White household today? Sure. What I'm doing now is I'm working for Ken Littrell. We've got 11 car washes all together, three different states, and I don't have a title. I asked not to have a title. I'm just kind of working with our people. But, you know, my main desire was to come in to create a culture of servant leadership, you know, because I believe that if we are all willing to do whatever it takes for team success, especially your leaders, you know, doing awful things, cleaning bathrooms and picking up trash and all these things that typical leaders don't do, mm-hmm. if our people can do that, then no one is without excuse of not giving it our best effort, you know, and doing everything that we can. Um, so primarily just do sales, marketing, things like that. But it's been a lot of fun just to see how people change their lives. Hmm. You know, at the car wash, I mean, we've got people that, I mean, I met a guy today at the Shepherd House getting a second chance on life. I mean, he's been through a lot. And we've had a lot of opportunities to help people kind of be a springboard to move forward to the next phase of their mm. life. And it's a, it's a gift. It brings you a lot of joy to see people working towards becoming the best version of themselves. Yeah, you're ideal for that. Yeah, yeah, and I've enjoyed that. I mean, I I can't say that I'm necessarily passionate about washing cars. A lot of frustrations, you know, but I'm passionate about people and I'm passionate about Jesus. But a lot of people who are involved in the process of washing cars. That's that's what I love. Yeah, no doubt. So that's kind of what I do there. It's been great for me because I actually get to be home at nights. You know, I spent 10 years on the road every week. Um, so it's been a gift just to be able to have dinner with my family and spend time with my children. And the White House is great, just as any other household is. And we are all sinful and I got all kinds of issues <laughs> and problems and parenting failures and, you know, everything in between. But it's one of those things that we were talking the other night about one of our children in a few situations. And, you know, me and Brittany are looking at each other saying, 
are we to blame for this? Are we terrible <laughs> parents? And part of the answer probably is and yes. And we is, know that. And yes, you are. Yes, right. we are. You know, but we just, we kind of laugh. We're like, okay, this simple fact that we're asking, it can't yeah. be that bad. Right. right. You know, get the really terrible ones don't really care. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's good. So, you know, we're just, just living life. I mean, having eight, six, and four, having three, it's chaos all the time. You do the best you can just to love them. And, um, you know, our, and I'll tell you this, one of the things that I think me and Brittany have done in our household is create our white family motto, which is love and serve. Mm. That is our answer to everything. That's what we tell our children every single day. Mm, that's good. Love and serve. You know, that's who Jesus was. If we've got servant's hearts, if we are always putting others before ourselves, um, there's no real problems or issues that we can't get through. Love and serve. Uh, man, we're grateful for you. So glad that the Lord brought you uh, to himself, to TCPC, and, and, and generally, he has kept you. Um, and that, that we have to be grateful for. So That's right. Praise Lord, the Lord for that. Lord's never He's failed He's kept me. us all. That's right. All right, man. Well, thanks Thank so you. much for coming. Thanks right. so much.